guys. Welcome back to the Balanced Blonde Podcast, Soul on Fire. I'm very happy to talk to you guys today for so many reasons, one of which being I have been cooped up in my house for exactly a week after my fibroid surgery, which you can read all about on my blog, thebalancebond.com, of course. But for those of you who are new, you might not know that thebalancebond.com is where you can read all about my life. I've been posting five days a week for the September series, as I'm calling it, where I'm getting back to consistent blogging. And yeah, I've been recovering from having my uterus split open and having a massive grapefruit-sized fibroid taken out of my uterus. It's been very interesting, but I've been up and about today. I went on a walk and going outside has never felt so good. I've never been so grateful for the outdoors in my entire life. And I'm popping in right now to say hello and to introduce you guys to today's guest, the incredible Charity Lighten, who is one of the co-founders and the current CEO of Silver Fern Probiotics. But beyond being a co-founder and a CEO, she's also the chief nutritionist, and she is one of the most radiant sunbeams I've ever met in my life. You guys know I try to surround myself with positive people, kind people, people who radiate good vibes and charity, even though she's going through a lot in her personal life. Her husband has stage four colon cancer and she's been taking care of him for a couple years now. She is a mother to four. She runs a company and she literally took an airplane from Salt Lake City, Utah to Los Angeles to do a podcast with me. And that blows me away. I can't even believe her dedication to the brand and her work and just being such a light worker. She is so positive, as you guys will see here in this interview. And then something that came out not during the interview, but after we put away the microphones when I was telling her how positive she is, is that not only is her name Charity Lighten, which is like such a bright, sunny name, she lives on Lover's Lane in Utah, and she was born on Valentine's Day, February 14th. So I do think some people come to this earth to be a beacon of light and an inspiration to all, and she's definitely one of those people. We talk all about nutrition and the gut microbiome and probiotics and her personal life and diet for cancer and all sorts of amazing things. I learned so much more in this episode than I've learned in a long time. And I just loved talking to her. I kind of wanted to just keep her here and ask her tons of questions. I really appreciate that as a nutritionist, she's open to different things like water fasting, which I've obviously done. I'm not saying she's an advocate of it, but she's open to it. And that goes a really long way with me. So she's incredible. I really want to dive into this conversation with her. Before we do, I wanted to give you a fun little wellness tip of the week, which is something I'm going to start doing pretty regularly. Probably not every week because you guys know I'm not much of an every week structure kind of person. 
other than this podcast coming out every Wednesday, which is the most consistent thing I've ever done in my entire life. It's been almost two years now of the every single Wednesday podcast at the exact same time. But my wellness tip of the week is sleep. So this is totally just from my personal experience of not working this week, taking downtime because of surgery, recovering from surgery, and I haven't set an alarm all week long except for yesterday because I had to get to my ozone appointment, but I have just been letting my body sleep and rest. I have surprisingly been sleeping until 11 o'clock almost every single day, and I've been napping every afternoon and going to sleep pretty early. So I just want to point out the fact that rest is such a healer. My body has been through a lot with the surgery, Lyme treatments, all of it. And sleep is so important, so important. So I just wanted to inspire you guys, even if you're not able to rest during the week or sleep as much as you want to, take at least one day a week to not set your alarm. Even if that means you're an early riser and you still get up when the sun comes in through your windows, just let your body wake up naturally maybe take a nap, rest on the couch. I just want to inspire at least one person listening to listen to their body when it comes to rest and give yourself what you need because sleep has been one of my biggest healers throughout this process. So that's just a little fun wellness tidbit. My second wellness tidbit is obviously take your probiotics, which brings me into our very appropriate sponsor for today's episode, Silver Fern. I mean, of course, how could we have charity on the podcast and not have Silver Fern as the advertiser offering an incredible discount and a fun giveaway? So the discount is Blonde, B-L-O-N-D-E. You can go to Silver Fern's website, which will be linked in the show notes and purchase all the probiotics of your dreams and get an amazing discount by using the code BLONDE. You can also get a variety of other products on their site, which you'll hear all about in this episode, but they have this incredible plant-based protein powder that I have been using every single day not only during my recovery process, but ever since Charity came over and brought me some. It's chocolate flavored and I totally trust all the ingredients in it. It has enzymes in it and probiotics, so it's great for digestion. And we are also doing a fun giveaway for everyone who rates and reviews this podcast on iTunes and follows Silver Fern Brand on Instagram and sends me a screenshot of those two things to jordan at thebalancedblonde.com. We will be giving away a box of Charity's Favorite Products from Silver Fern. So just send those all to me via email. We'll enter you to win. I'll choose a winner a week from today, a week from Wednesday. And now let me tell you all about why Silver Fern is the absolute best. So everybody in our modern life, whether you guys realize it or not, has basically imbalanced gut bacteria. Modern living has caused it. It's led to a variety of major health issues that so many of us experience from weight gain to digestive disorders, to anxiety, to depression. And the sad thing is most people take probiotics thinking that they're getting a lot of help with their gut, but most probiotic supplements don't actually do much to correct the problem. 
of all of these awful imbalances. So there are very, very few probiotics on the market that are capable of truly restoring a healthy gut microbiome. So probiotics must be the right multifunctional pharmaceutical strains of spore-forming bacteria, which we talk quite a bit about in this episode because it can sound a little scientific to those of us who might not know what that means, but Charity's really good at breaking it down. And that just means that the probiotic itself is capable of surviving past the stomach to arrive alive in the intestinal tract. So silver fern... Ultimate probiotic is one of the few probiotics that actually meet all of the important scientific criteria. And just in case you're wondering, why should I take a probiotic in the first place? Like I was saying, metabolism and weight gain are greatly affected by the microbiome in the gut. Tons of digestive problems from candida to IBS to bloating, constipation, Crohn's, leaky gut, etc., are enhanced and even caused by imbalanced gut microbiome. So if you're someone who has something like sugar cravings or excessive hunger, then you might have imbalanced bacteria in your gut. Anything with mood, depression, and anxiety, energy levels, immune system, and inflammation reduction, those are just some of the things that probiotics help with. And things that can cause some imbalance in the gut, in case you were wondering, just in case you're thinking, wait, this is starting to sound like me, but why would I have an imbalanced gut? Some of those things are low fiber diets, high sugar, artificial sweeteners, overuse of antibiotics, and basically the water systems in big cities. And then if there's no natural supply of probiotics, like your ancestors, et cetera. So if you think this sounds like something you need, then head to Silver Fern's website, use the code BLONDE and enter the giveaway and you'll learn way more in the episode. Even more than just learning about probiotics, but you will learn a lot about probiotics. I really can't wait to hear what you guys think of everything that Charity has to teach us and we will chat with her. But before we do... I want to thank our second sponsor for today's episode, the amazing Four Sigmatic. So talk about a fun way to biohack your system beyond taking probiotics, which is step one, getting that healthy gut microbiome. Medicinal mushrooms are another absolute favorite way of mine to get the body into a state of homeostasis and use adaptogens and other special super herbs to make you feel your best. So just a side note, I got the best email that I've gotten in a really long time today, actually, from one of my readers who told me that she feels like I am one of the ultimate female biohackers out there sharing my experience with what works and what doesn't work. And that really meant a lot to me for a lot of reasons. But one is because I've been so sick for so long that I felt like some of my biohacking had to go on the back burner, if you will, because I've just been managing my symptoms and trying to basically trying to stay alive and feel good. Um, But 
she made me realize, my amazing reader made me realize, and I'm going to write a blog post on this, that I'm still sharing what works and what doesn't work. And it's much more on a healing level. So thank you to her for that. And one thing that really, really does work for me is medicinal mushrooms. I have some of my favorites on Four Sigmatic's website. If you go to foursigmatic.com slash blonde, you'll immediately see which ones are my favorites, which I know are the chaga. Well, of course I know it's my favorites, but, um, I love Four Sigmatic Chaga more than just about anything. I also love their mushroom hot cacao, their matcha with lion's mane. And I love their beauty blend elixirs. And in the beauty blend, they use the very trendy, very amazing Shizandra Berry. And if I'm saying that wrong, I really want someone to tell me because I feel like that Shizandra Berry is in everything lately. And if I'm saying it wrong... I want to know. I'm not one of those people who will get defensive and think that I'm right and you're wrong. I actually just want someone to tell me how to say it. So they have that amazing beauty blend. They also have their brand new mushroom matcha latte with my talkie mushrooms. And you can learn all about what benefits, health benefits my talking mushrooms have. If you listen to our episode with Taro, the founder of Four Sigmatic, which was a few months back, um, he is such a wealth of knowledge. He's a forager and has many, many generations of foragers in his family. So Four Sigmatic is my number one place to get mushroom coffee, adaptogenic blends, chaga, lion's mane, reishi that all help my hormones stay balanced, help my adrenals stay nice and calm and at bay so I no longer wake up with heart palpitations because of taxed adrenals and hormone issues and other things. And most days, a Four Sigmatic replaces a cup of coffee for me. Not today, because today I decided to have cold brew and my heart has been racing and I've had too much energy. I feel weird, but you know, sometimes it happens. Most days I start with a nice big mug of chaga, coconut milk, cinnamon, and coconut butter. I warm it all up on the stove and I actually use double the amount of chaga that is recommended on the packet, but that's how much I love chaga. Love the flavor. Love everything about it. So definitely try Four Sigmatic. Go to foursigmatic.com slash blonde and tell us what you think. Tag me on Instagram. Enjoy the mushroom coffee life. It's definitely the number one trend. I would say that actually works when it comes to biohacking and hacking your system and taking something that's really good for you. But of course, we're all different. So try it out and let me know what you think. And without further ado, let's head into this episode with Charity Lighten. She has so much to teach us and I cannot wait to hear what you all think of this episode. All right. Charity, I'm so glad that you're here today. Thank you. That you flew all the way up from from Salt, U- from Salt Utah, Lake City. Yep, Salt Lake City. Is that up or down or to the side? So when I fly home, I'll fly up. Okay. <laughs> yes. So you flew down here yeah. to California yeah. 
That was so exciting to me when I was talking to your team and saying, I would really love to have her on the podcast, but we'll have to plan it in conjunction with an event or a trip or something because I try not to do Skype interviews. And then Kelly said, no, she can, she can just fly up. I was like, what? I feel so special. Well, this is a good way. Like I've never done a podcast like this. Normally it's through Skype, over the phone or whatever. And this feels just way more connected, I guess. It's cool. Yeah. So I'm glad. I'm glad it worked out. I really like to meet people. I've, I've done Skype interviews, but technology is like never on our side yeah. and it just doesn't sound the same. And if you've never met the person, it's just so fun yeah. to connect. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you feel this. I feel the same way. <laughs> yeah. So we'll tell everybody who you are and what you do. You're the chief nutritionist yes. and a co-founder of Silver Fern Probiotics, yeah. which is a company that I love. I've been working with you guys for a long time. I want to say a couple years, like here and there. Um, And I take the probiotic every day. I'm so glad. Very helpful for all of the health issues that I've been experiencing. So tell us a little bit about founding the company and where the whole inspiration came from. Well, you know, it's funny. When I was on the plane this morning, I thought, okay, well, where, where did it really, really start for me? And, um, I got to go back like to when I was 13, this is going to sound silly, but I remember at 13 feeling like I really just wanted to be skinny. Like that was it. And, and I, and I went through that whole, I would have done anything to be skinny. I tried everything. I did everything. I was a curvy, I'm I'm in a curvy girl. And so that was really when I thought back, I was like, where did that journey really begin? And so I left home. I was, I, I was brought up in Canada, very healthy, you know, family. And I went to university in Utah and I put on the freshman 15, like super fast. And I was just like, well, you know what? Oh, well, I mean, I'll, I'll figure this out eventually. And then I fell in love. I got married. And then I had baby, 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 baby. And literally four, yes. <laughs> one after the other. Yes. yes. Like four little babies. And um, I just, it was just kind of always the struggle of, I just wanted to be thin. It was just kind of, you know, and I even just did a post. My post today on my Instagram was just about this idea that we are uniquely different. My body type is, is unique. Like, you know, you know, I think I posted something that said, you know, a really curvy person might never be real thin and vice versa. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it took me a really long time to get there. Anyway, so fast forward, I, I had these little babies. My degree was in accounting, my bachelor's degree, like totally unrelated to what I'm doing right now. I had these four little babies and, um, I just remember I'm a fairly spiritual person and, um, I was kind of praying and I was like, you know, if, if you'll just show me how to be skinny, I'll show everybody else. Like, I promise I'll share, like, just help me. And I remember just having this voice like profoundly, which kind of, kind of took me aback. I was like this profound voice. It was like, when you're ready to be healthy, I can show you. And I was like, am I ready? Like, am I ready to let go of skinny and I'm ready to be healthy? And at the time I was, like I was, I was in a better place. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. And so all these books came into my life and I just got this really distinct impression that I needed to look heavily at nutrition. And I was like, okay, well, I guess that's where we'll go. But again, I didn't, I mean, I didn't have a background in it. So I spent the next three years consuming everything that I could about disease and nutrition particularly cancer. And I was obsessed with it. I mean, I, I mean, seriously, three years of just 
everything I could get my hands on. And I thought, okay, if there was something that I could do maybe to help my little family and change the way that we were eating, I wanted to know. And I wanted to do that. Um, and so then I became certified as a nutritionist. I started teaching as what's called a food for life instructor through physicians committee for responsible medicine, Dr. Barnard and all those I mm. became trained with them. Like Dr. Neil Barnard, yes. who's into the way that I eat, which is yes. a salt, oil, sugar-free, Absolutely, We'll have to talk about We that. will. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so yeah, I got, I got selected. I flew out to Washington, met him, did his training program. And then I would start teaching. Um, and it was, I was passionate about this idea that what we put into our bodies um, actually affected our bodies, right? Cause I didn't know that before. Mm-hmm. I thought disease came from, I don't know, smokestacks and who knows what. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. So people would ask me when I was teaching, they said, you know, so charity, like what got you started? And my honest response Jordan, was like, it's in my soul. I don't know. Soul on fire, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't explain it. It's in my soul. And so I was doing that for gosh, five years. And as fate would have it on August 17th, 2015, my husband was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And that's when you're like, oh, now, like now I know, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, it's been a journey. It's been three years. It's been a journey. And crazy enough is right before he was diagnosed, I was just about to start graduate school. Um, I did my application. I'd been accepted. I was just about to start my master's degree in nutrition and um, put that on hold for a year and was like, okay, we've got to, you know, I told, as I was talking earlier, we did some treatment in Tijuana. We've done, I mean, we've, we could talk cancer a whole other, <laughs> a whole other at the time, but yeah, just, just trying to fight this disease. Um, and in that time, um, I did end up starting school, did my thesis on gut health and for two years studied how our body is affected by something that I never knew existed. And that was bacteria. Mm-hmm. And when I say never knew existed, like you hear about it, but it's not like you think it has anything to do with your body right. and the healthy function of your body. And that's kind of where silver fern came about and the probiotics and really trying to find something that would genuinely help mm-hmm. with the body. Like not, you know, it's funny. I was listening to a podcast the other day and it was a guy that I love. And anyway, he was saying something along the lines of, yeah, supplement companies are in it for the, for the money and you can't trust any of them. And it like hurt my heart. Right. Yeah. No, you probably wanted to jump up I was and like, be well, not like, all not of ours. Them. Yeah. yeah. And like, not all of them are about the money. Not all of them are about just junky products. Of course. Yeah. Well, that's why so. those generalized statements are usually wrong. Yeah. Just like people say, oh, when bloggers work with a brand, it's just for money. They're right. just selling out. Like, no, sometimes we work with a brand because we love the brand. Yeah. We want people to know about it. We use it every day. It's not It's not about selling out. Yeah. Although I suppose for some people it is. So right. that's why the generalized right. statements don't work. Yeah. Um, before we get into talking about all the bacteria yeah. stuff, which is so interesting, yeah. I do want to hear, because I bet this will be interesting for lots of people listening who have someone in their life with cancer yeah. or the inevitable amount of us yeah. who will have someone in our life with cancer. One what, out of two men and one out of three women will be diagnosed. Exactly. Like it's crazy. So that gives me chills. Yeah. What are some of the alternative treatments that you tried before he ended up going the Western yeah. medicine route? So, you know, it was one of those, it was one of those things where I had luckily been studying for years about alternative treatments. 
And I didn't know why. I mean, mm-hmm. that was the crazy thing. I'm like, I don't, I don't know why I'm studying this stuff. So when he was diagnosed, um, you just, it's the worst possible feelings you can imagine from fear to darkness, to sadness, to despair. Like it's, it's terrible. And then to approach my husband and his family and this very conventional world and be like, I think maybe we need to try something different. Like that was hard. And I remember lying in my closet on the floor in the dark, sobbing, going, what if I make the wrong decision? Like it felt like life or death. Right. And I thought, okay, I, I needed some signs that came that, that gave me hints that this was the right thing to try. And we always knew, and that's what I always said to my husband. I said, listen, I don't have any biases. I just, I feel like we should try this first. And then if alternative doesn't work, we can always try conventional. It's always there. The problem with the conventional is wasn't, there was no hope. They said, you know, he's got 18 months and he's going to feel lousy. So what do you, what do you want to do? So I did a lot of research and I, we ended up going down to a clinic in Tijuana called um, the San Diego T- Clinic with Dr. Munoz. He's amazing. I adore him. And one of the very first things they do there, which I think we'll start doing in the U.S. in the next five years. It started in Germany. And it's called chemosensitivity testing. So they would test his cancer cells in 20 different Petri dishes. And rather than just throwing the random drug, they said, well, let's try different drugs and different immunotherapies, natural remedies, and see which ones his cancer responds to. So in my husband's case, vitamin C, high dose vitamin C was one of his top responders to his cancer cells. His next one was curcumin. Um, and then his third one was amygdalin. That's the drug name. That's actually not the right word, but for B17, which is found in the pit of um, fruit like apricots Uh particularly. So we did all those through IV infusions. There's something called the hyperbaric chamber. So he did the hyperbaric chamber. We did juicing. We changed his diet. We did um, coffee enemas and all these different supplements and these enzymes that help the mitochondria. I mean, it was an intense, intense regime. Wow. Yeah. That's so amazing. And And we're still looking, right? We're still, we're still like, I mean, you and I talked just briefly before we started, but I genuinely believe that he can be healed. I genuinely do too. I totally believe that. And I so respect your choice to start there versus starting with conventional medicine where there really, as you were told, was no hope. Um, It's so interesting because all of what you just mentioned minus the chemosensitivity testing is what I do for Lyme. So the hyperbaric chamber, the coffee enemas, the enzymes, curcumin, I forget what the first thing you said was, oh, high dose vitamin C. Mm -hmm. That's what I get twice a week, every week, because that's what my cells respond to the best too. Isn't it amazing? And it's unfortunate. I don't know your situation in terms of insurance, but it was unfortunate Mm -hmm. for us that they're like, yeah, we'll cover chemo, right? $12,000 a shot of chemo, but we won't cover a $200 vitamin C. Oh, treatment, of course. Right. Yeah. I think I bought a package of Myers cocktail, you know, uh-huh. which is like vitamin C, glutathione, um, for $1,800 yeah. for like 10 treatments or something. Yeah. That's actually a good price. Um, oh, I <laughs> but, know. But yeah. yeah but yeah. then on top of the ozone, on top of everything else, the hyperbaric yeah. chamber on top of my doctor, who's not in my network, but she's saving my life. Like, yeah. It's crazy. it's crazy. It's so unfortunate. And yeah. that's And we're blessed in the yeah. sense that my husband's been able, he works from home. Um, 
he loves travel. He's a travel genius. So he like works on, like he knows points and like how to do it. He's just, he's so good with stuff like yeah. that. And it keeps him, like it's kind of his that dangling carrot after a week of chemo, we'll go on a trip or, or do something. Oh, I love um, that. So yeah, it's just, it's a, a great way. I'm fortunate, this was my point, that he works from home and that he has been able to work this whole three years. Yeah. Huge blessing. That's so I don't so want to complain because I know we're blessed more yeah. than some. But oh, I love your positive. Yeah. I love your positive spin. <laughs> it's so I so agree. Yeah. And same with me. I'm able to work from home. I mean, yeah, look what you've done. Oh, despite yeah. your illness, I still work every day, and I wouldn't be able to do that if yeah. I worked in an office or yeah. if I worked for someone else or if I was doing something I didn't love. Yeah. So yeah, keeping. Keeping your mind in the positive space is so important. Yeah. And, and that's honestly what he, I would say, is his greatest attribute. Like there's a great book. Anyone that has something with cancer, there's a great book called Radical Remissions. There's tons yes. of great books. Oh my God, that book. I love that okay, book. I actually haven't read it, but I've heard so much about it from one of my really good friends. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. So, it's so good. So she, she does her doctorate. She realizes there's these people that have gone into radical remission. She goes back to the doctors and the doctor's like, well, they're not my patients anymore. So I don't know what they did, right? Which was legitimate. They're not their patients anymore. They're in remission. So she set out her work to interview all these people that had gone through these like unbelievable stories, right? Meaning they've been given three weeks to live and, and they're alive and thriving and whatever. So she then interviews each of them and then she categorizes what, why they believe they went into remission. Like, what was it on their part? And some was diet and some was forgiveness, right? Letting go of some dark things. Some was having the social community build them up and buoy them up. Some was, um, I mean, there's a few different ones, but what I would say with my husband, it, his greatest attribute is that he loves life. Mm-hmm. Like, he loves life. He'll, he'll say, you know, give me a kiss, babe. We've got the brightest future. That makes me so happy. I, I love him. I, I don't know. even know him, but I, I love him. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. I I felt like I read that book too because the documentary Heal, have you seen that? Uh-huh. She's in that and she talks a lot about, I think those 12 principles or whatever it is of forgiveness, community, yeah. connection, love. Yeah. That's what really heals people yeah. along with whatever else their protocol calls yeah. for. Yeah. And that's so amazing. Yeah. And you know, in the end, people, we're mortal, right? We're, we're all going to die at mm-hmm. some point. Like I'm fully aware of that. But I feel like me personally, I feel like we're supposed to fight for life, you know? And so we're fighting. We're, and we're going to fight as hard as we can for as long as we possibly can. I love that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm basically speechless because I just like <laughs> am so inspired by that oh, and well. to be in the position that you are and you you make me feel better about being sick and and your family oh, is in such Well yeah, and you're a you're an example situation. of somebody you're like you don't get to choose, right? Like sometimes mm-hmm. you know people say I'm sure to you as well as to me, oh you're so strong. And you're like, well, what choice? Like, what choice did you, <laughs> right. did you yeah, get? I don't yeah. have a choice yeah. not to be. Right. No, exactly. Yeah. And I totally agree that loving life and being surrounded by people you love is huge. Yeah, it is huge. Another thing that I did have learned too, like, which just goes along with what we were saying, is everyone has something they're going through. Like, and it feels big and it's hard and it's heavy to them. So they'll say to me, Oh, I, you know, I don't want to share it with you. You guys are going through something so much bigger. I'm like, it's not, it's not bigger. Like, 
What does that make sense? It's all relative. Yeah, like totally. it's hard things for people. Absolutely. I know my friends will do that all the time. They'll be really sick with the flu or right. like a terrible cold. And they're like, oh, I can't even tell you because yeah. it doesn't compare. And I say the same thing all the time. It's all relative. It's all relative. Of course it of yeah. course it matters. And more reason for us to be there for each other. Yeah. Right? Exactly. To just create this. And I don't know. I feel like that's part of part of the purpose of life. It's just to lift each other. Yeah. Whatever it is that they're going through. And and my husband's really good at that. And I will say, like, the less we focus on cancer and the less we focus on, oh, this is so hard. And the more we're like, hey, maybe like let's go take some bread over so and so or let's go, like, I don't know. It just it makes our burdens feel lighter. Yeah, I completely agree. Mm. So I want to hear more about the way that you and your family eat because you mentioned the juicing and that whole protocol. Yeah. So is yeah. there a specific? It's been a journey. I'll be honest. So um, there was a time I was strict, strict vegan. There was a time, you know, I, I've gone through, it's been a journey. Let's just say that. And with my husband, I was like, we need to try everything. So he was so good. Like the minute he was diagnosed, he, I mean, he drank Diet Coke every single day for 25 years. And, and I was like, babe, you can't, like, you just can't drink that stuff right now. Your body is trying to heal. We can't put stuff like that into it. So he went plant-based. We did juicing. We tried all this. And then the cancer was coming back. Like it, it just kind of kept coming back. And so then you kind of, sometimes are frantic and sometimes are peaceful and you're like, okay, let's maybe try something else. So we looked into the keto. I looked at some of the science, looked at some of the research and I was like, well, let's try it. I'll say he enjoyed that more than he enjoyed being fully plant-based. But then after that, ketos, and I don't, I don't well, here I've opened this keto box as a nutritionist. I'm that really I'm like, glad that oh. we're talking about it. I just feel like the science is, we need to, we need to learn more, mm-hmm. right? So, so for people to say any diet is a cure-all, I have learned is not is not, mm-hmm. right? It might help That's certain true. people and certain, you know, I've learned a lot about bio-individuality. Like I wish that what worked for one person worked for everybody. Wouldn't that be amazing? It doesn't. Exactly. I've learned a hard lesson. You know, there's things I thought I knew. I don't know anything. <laughs> like in some ways I'm like, oh, so right. I don't know anything. But I did learn that a healthy body and a sick body are different. They respond yes. differently. Yes. So what I would maybe prescribe for somebody that's a really healthy person, somebody that's sick, might not, their body doesn't respond that same way. Somebody that's got type two diabetes is going to respond differently to food. So it's just, it's learning. It's a journey. I still love to be more heavily plant-based, although there's nothing I won't eat sometimes. I've learned the value of enjoying life. And sometimes that's food. Not sometimes, a lot of time for me, I'm a foodie. A lot of time that's food also. And I've also learned that part of what makes my husband's love of life is he's, we're the exact opposite in the sense, like I am a planner. I know you're, I'm strict and like, you know, like follow a schedule. I know that's not so much your style uh-huh. or that's my husband, right? He likes to be spontaneous. He doesn't like to be on this regimen of, okay, now you got to do this, honey. Now you got to do this. Now you got to do this. Now you got to eat this and don't eat this. So finally I learned my role was much more of love and support. And so now he does his best to stay away from crap right? The things like sugar and processed foods and just junk. He does a really good job at that. And then everything else, he just kind of does his best to 
eat. I hate using the word clean. I'm going to use, I'm going to use the word clean right now, but like if he wants to have chicken, I'm going to make sure it's grass fed organic chicken and he'll try to make sure that he has a salad with it or, you know, but I will be totally honest. There's also times where we want to forget cancer. Like we just got off a cruise last week with our four kids and I cried when I got off the ship and I was like, we, I didn't think about cancer once this week. That's amazing. And you need those times to just live your life and be in the moment. Yeah, Yeah, that's perfect. Love the moderation, the balance of the lifestyle that you guys live. And it's true. You don't want to make your every move when it comes to eating food about the thought of being sick either, because that makes you feel more sick too. So back to silver fern and to gut health. I know a lot of people listening (laughs) will be really excited to learn more about the bacteria in our gut and what probiotics are. We should probably start there for people who might not know. Right. Good idea. So probiotics essentially are just healthy living bacteria that offer a benefit to the host, which would in this case be us. Um, But so much of what we're learning right now is recent science. Like it's not stuff that we knew. And it goes back to um, the study of genes. They said, well, what if we could study and map out the human genes and figure out what their role is in terms of disease? So the smartest people went and they did that. They mapped out the human genes and they really didn't find what they were hoping to find. And so then they're like, okay, well, there's gotta be, there's gotta be something else, something deeper to this kind of root cause of disease. And then they learned about all this bacteria that we have on our body and in our body. We have way more bacterial cells than we do human cells. And they modulate so many different things. Um, the health of our body, our gut, our brain, our skin, our mood, our appetite, our weight. I mean, there's so many things. And so as I started studying that, I thought, okay, my hope would be for everybody to have a healthy lifestyle. Um, but for me, a great place for them to start is with their gut. Like there's lots of different places people can start to me, start there first, because it has such an impact on the rest of your body. Um, and unfortunately what a people, a lot of people don't recognize is how toxic our world is. Like, it's just sad from, from the food that we eat to the air that we breathe, to the products that we're using, um, glyphosate. Are you familiar with glyphosate and Roundup? No. So glyphosate is this chemical, like I just mentioned, in Roundup. It's everywhere. It's in our water. It's in all of our food chain. Monsanto is the owner, and they actually just lost a huge lawsuit to one of their employees because from the pathways, they can identified that this, this particular employee got cancer from the Roundup, specifically from this compound called glyphosate. And you're like, well, in America, how do we let that happen? How is Roundup being sprayed on all of our farms? And for those organic farms, it's still in their water. How is it in, I mean, it's just everywhere. How do we let this happen? And what was interesting is glyphosate was proven to be safe to the FDA. And here's how they proved that it was safe. The, the chemical makers of glyphosate, listen, if you watch, it only kills these plant cell pathways. It doesn't kill human cell pathways, which was true. So like, therefore it must be safe to humans. What we've now learned, it kills bacteria cell pathways. So all of these diseases that are starting all start in the gut. Chronic disease starts in the gut. And if you look at the microbiome of a lot of these illnesses, everything from autism to asthma to Parkinson's to Alzheimer's to heart disease, you can find indication of, of 
the gut being depleted. And so you go, okay, so we've got issues with glyphosate now in our water, in our food. We've got antibiotics. Now, somebody might go, okay, well, I don't take antibiotics, so I'm safe. Our, I mean, that's when I say to people, like, look at your budget for food and spend, if you're going to eat meat and fish, please, please, please make sure it's the best quality that you can. Because antibiotics in our food chain is what's killing our gut. So people that think, oh, I don't take antibiotics. You're like, but it's in your food. So people that live in a big city, right? The pollution that's in the air, chlorine in the water, a lot of our cleaners in our kitchen, those are killing these bacteria that are designed to help our body. And I'm not exposed to nature the way I wish that I were so that I'm not exposed to kind of, it's this whole ecosystem, right? Our body has all of these different ecosystems in it. And we're also designed to interact with the ecosystem of our earth, our planet, And so many of us have kind of created this barrier. Our sanitation laws have created the barrier. Antimicrobial soaps, antibacterial soaps, worst thing that could have happened. So, right. Yeah. So, what would be some of your tips for avoiding all of that? Other than, like you said, buying high quality meat and fish and non toxic products. Yep, exactly. And there's some things we can't avoid. Like, I'm not going to say to you, hey, like, move out of a big city. Like it's not, it's not reasonable to do those sorts of things. So the first thing is just being aware that we kind of, we do live in a toxic environment. So you're like, okay, well, now that I know that, what are some of the steps that I can take? The first one I recommend, of course, is a probiotic. It's the one little thing that you can do that goes, okay, I know that my bacteria is being depleted, but by having these spore-based bacteria, I can rebuild my gut. So that for me is a simple one. In fact, they, they did a fascinating study and they said, okay, we were going to take these college kids. They're not going to change their diet. They're not going to change their lifestyle. What if we can give them spore-based bacteria, probiotics, and see if that actually improves the, the balance of good bacteria in their gut? 30 days. They could test it and see. Absolutely. So that's the, one of the first ones I'm going to tell people to do. The next thing I'm going to say is try to avoid those toxic things the best that you can, right? Now, I don't want people stressing out so much that stress now like takes over, right? That now they're like, well, now I'm just stressed to death about what's killing my insides. So it's learning that having a pet, which you have a little. Yeah, he's <laughs> totally like rolling around. He is just hamming it up. He's, he loves, he's he loving loves it over Carlin here. so much. Yeah, he's having But a having a pet in, in your home, we now know adds to the biodiversity. So we want a diverse bacteria, good, healthy bacteria. Here's another thing. One of my favorites, people can improve the diversity of their gut by expanding the diversity of the plant foods they eat, right? Which is really, yeah, really, really important. It doesn't take that long. So let's say somebody's like, well, I eat spinach every day in my smoothie. It's like, okay, can you branch out a little bit? Can you have a carrot for lunch? Can you have an apple, maybe a plum next week? Maybe like just adding to the, and it doesn't, we don't need a lot, but that diversity of plant food we know increases the diversity in our gut. So that's an, that's an easy one. Such a good tip for yeah. people who eat the same thing yes. every day. Yes. Like myself sometimes. So branch out. Just, and again, you don't need a lot, just a little bit. Branch out a little bit. The other thing, as a nutritionist, I will scream from the rooftops. I'm going to get close to the microphone. I'm like, eat your fiber. Get enough fiber. Most Americans are not even coming close to 
the amount of fiber that they need. And luckily with Silver Firm, we do have a fiber supplement that I think mm-hmm. is one of the best because I'm like, get it from food. But if you're not getting it from food, one tablespoon of the Tino is 10 grams of fiber. So, so females good. need 25 grams, males need 35 grams. Um, but that's one. Here's another thing people don't know. So I'm going to get a little sciencey here. In your gut, you have this mucosal lining that, that is protecting your epithelial layer, okay? That layer is just one cell thick. So you really want this lining to be really thick and really protective, this, this mucosal lining. Well, through all of this depletion and toxins and this environment that we live in and the crappy food and all this stuff, that mucosal lining is, is being depleted. Here's what we know you can do to, to thicken up that mucosal lining. Fiber. So here's why. If you have the right balance of bacteria, that's key. You have to get the right balance of bacteria in your body. That's where the spores um, of, of bacteria, the probiotics come in. So with your bacteria, your good bacteria, and fiber in your diet, something magical happens in your colon. And it's called fermentation. Mm. And that fiber is now converted to something called short-chain fatty acids. And those short-chain fatty acids like butyrate can go to the mucosal lining and build it back up with goblet cells. So there's stuff that we can do. It's the stuff your grandma would have said to do, right? Like <laughs> yeah. play in the dirt, eat fiber. Um, How funny. Yeah, so, hug more. That's another thing. Hugging, have, like I said, having, having, yeah. So there's things that we can do. What are some food sources of fiber that you would recommend? Okay, so avocado. So there's, I know there's a lot of keto people out there. Avocado are, they're a fat, but they're a great source of fiber. Potatoes. I know some people hate potatoes. I love I, thank potatoes. Thank you. I love you for saying that. I think that. I probably eat potatoes every single day. I, I listened to a ritual podcast mm-hmm. with this guy who ate a potato. Did you hear the potato guy? He ate I potatoes just heard. for a year. Yeah, I've heard about And lost him. over a hundred pounds. Yeah. And his blood work was done and he was perfectly healthy. Right. Like just on potatoes. That's a big thing within the... Um, I did a water fast yes. in May and I was staying at True North House. True Center. North, I love. Yeah, okay, you know. Oh, so yes. with like the McDougal diet, the pleasure Dr. Trap, Clamper. Red, yeah, yes. exactly. Yep. The potato thing is such a huge topic there oh. because so many people, so many people there have lost so much weight with incorporating white potatoes into their food, into their meals every day. Yeah. So when people avoid white things, I get that, right? White bread, white, white pasta, white rice, but keep in the potatoes, keep in the cauliflower. Yeah, right. We, those totally. are the whites we want. Oh, I love hearing yeah. that. So you know about True North. Yes. This excites me yes. so much. What what do you what are your thoughts? Um I love it. I wish my husband would go there. I wish he would too. I know. I've, I've met so many people yeah, there. Who I know we're suffering and recovering from yeah. cancer. I would love, I would love because again, it goes, it goes down to this belief that the body innately can heal itself when given the environment to heal in. Um, but again, I've also learned that what might be good for me might not be good for somebody that doesn't believe exactly. that, that way, you know? So anyway, maybe maybe someday. But I, I love that idea. The premise of True North is like, get rid of all the other things that are inhibiting your body. And here's what's really, really interesting. With this toxic environment that we live in, people that have destroyed their gut, do you know what one of the worst things they can do? This is going to sound terrible, Hmm. but eating. Right. Eating is one of the most toxic things that you can do if your gut isn't healthy. And they can measure that. There's something called LPS, lipopolysaccharides. They can measure that in the blood. And you're like, "Uh, this is damaging to you. So I like the idea. I mean, 
I've been accused of being extreme before. I'm sure somebody said <laughs> oh, that to you before. Hello, yes. <laughs> but to me, if it heals, right, it heals. I also personally believe there's so many different elements of healing. I think right? so too. There's so many different ways. And I think depending on what you're dealing with, yeah. if you're dealing with something extreme, taking extreme measures just matches What's totally. Happening. If you're dealing with just the casual stomach ache, yeah, totally healthy. Otherwise, yeah, I wouldn't say go do a water fast, right? For example, yeah. Well, I love that you love potatoes. That's that's a big one. I love so raspberries potatoes. is another one. A cup of raspberries has eight grams of fiber. So let me give people an example. They're like, oh, getting twenty five grams. That's that's hard. Okay, I'm like, what if you had a potato with some avocado on top? Which, by the way, is so good. Like, I think I'm going to have lunch it's when we're so finished. Good. That's delicious. Throw some black beans on there. Those are light, loaded with fiber. Um, maybe for breakfast, you have some steel cut oats with that fiber. A cup of raspberries. What's That's like, I don't know, 80 calories and eight grams of fiber. Like, And all these foods are good for you. And that fiber, so we used to think fiber was this undigested food starch that just goes through our body undigested, which it is, except that we now know it fuels good bacteria. It feeds it. Like, so prebiotics, that's um, kind of a hot topic also, essentially is fuel or food for for bacteria. And you can get that from fiber. Um, Although we are working on something called a precision prebiotic. You've got these keystone strains in your body that when they're all elevated where they should be, that your body functions better. And so precision prebiotics would be feeding just specifically those strains. And you can do that with polyphenols, found in pretty much anything with color. So grapes, beets, um, really anything, all those good things. It's also in chocolate. It's also in olive oil. So here's another thing. Yeah, it is in chocolate. Yeah, and it's it's in coffee. I'm I'm not a coffee drinker, but an interesting with with oils and fats. Um, If people are going to choose coconut oil or olive oil, I recommend olive oil. There's polyphenols in, in olive oil. Those will help your gut bacteria tremendously. So. Yeah, that's all so interesting. Everything that you just said sounds so good. That's I like know, now I'm wanna, hungry. <laughs> yeah, run off and have for lunch. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting to think about. So you said you don't drink coffee. That was going to be one of my questions to you. What do you think of coffee and the gut? Because I know some people would say, avoid it if you have like a acidic, toxic mm-hmm. body. Yeah. What, what do you think? Okay. So I'll give you my personal, not my professional, because I really haven't studied coffee enough to go, okay, what does the research say? Um, personally, I'm not a fan of coffee. Um, I have found tremendous studies about coffee enemas. Will that gross out your listeners? Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. So I'm an avid coffee enema okay. doer. Okay. I haven't talked about it much here, yeah. but tell us. Well, so so with my husband, I, I, I said, um, this is something that I kind of feel like you should do. We don't drink coffee, but that caffeine can stimulate your liver and release some of these toxins. And let's tell people what they are just in case they don't know. Okay. Well, I will try and say it as classy, classily as I can. (laughs) It's when you warm up coffee and you put it into a, a tube that goes in your rectum and in your colon and stimulates your liver to release some toxins. And then you want to hold that um, and it takes some effort. Like, oh, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> like, you take some effort. I can't believe we're talking about no, this. But I, I yeah. love that we are. So you hold on to it as long as you can. Ideally, like 20, 20, 25 minutes. I don't know how long you- I've heard 10. That was just like my Ayurvedic okay. doctor. But yeah. I mean, I'm sure the sicker the person, the longer right. you should And anything hold. is anything's yeah. going to be beneficial. Now, um, the only thing I would say, I, I do need to be careful because- 
you don't want to mess with that ecosystem too much, right? Your colon has really good, healthy bacteria. So this is something that I would use for people that are sick. This goes back to, remember what I was saying, a healthy person and a sick person? Uh And you take different measures, right, when you're sick. So for me, I don't necessarily love the idea of just a healthy person. There's a lot of those be well people that they'll do anything, they're well, but they just want to be more well. Uh I'm probably one of those also. I was one of those (laughs) when I was healthy. So I don't know for them that I love the idea of colonics. I mean, every once in a while when they're not feeling well, but you, we really do have these delicate balances of bacteria in our body. And we don't want to just go in there anytime we want and just, just mess them up, right? So, and, and what we're learning too is the bacteria on our skin, the bacteria in our health, the bacteria in our vagina. Like these, these are all ecosystems that affect so much. So let me give you an example. Infertility is on the rise, like crazy, The idea that glyphosate or toxins in our environment can affect our gut bacteria, like, well, does that affect, how in the world would that affect infertility? Well, infertility is modulated so much. The health of your female reproductive system is modulated significantly by um, bacteria. Men don't have that same bacteria Mm -hmm. that we have in our our private lady parts, right? And those are kept healthy by metabolites that come from your gut bacteria. So they'll feed your vagina bacteria. My husband's going to die listening to this podcast. <laughs> oh, hi, hi, your husband. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so even something like infertility is affected by the balance of your gut bacteria. Wow. Is that fascinating? Yeah. And so people that are suffering from infertility, like I've got good friends, like I want to put my arms around and be like, it's not your fault. No, it's, it's not totally your fault. Not. Yeah, it's just, it's a product of the environment that we live in. Yeah, so do the so, best we can, right? Like we yeah. do the best. Once we once we have knowledge, we can do better. It's, it's painful to go back and go, what could we have done better? I'm not a big fan of that, even in our own situation with my husband. I don't want to look back. Let's look forward and go, what can we do? What, what, what are actionable steps that we can take to be empowered to be our best self? Yeah, I love that. Oh my gosh, that's, yeah, that's so interesting. So going back to your life in Utah, yes, I want to know what is a day in the life working at Silver Fern, running Silver Fern, yes. being a co-founder? Yes. What does that look it's like? It's wild. It's crazy. It's intimidating. It's humbling. It's passionate. Right? Walk like, us through like from waking up in the morning okay. to getting to the so, office. On a, on a typical day for me, Okay, here we go. Yeah. So I'm an early bird and I like structure. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was going to say, I bet you're an early bird because yeah. you flew here this morning yes. and you're like full of energy. Yes. My husband's the exact opposite. He doesn't like structure. He's a night owl. How we make it work is, I don't know. It's a perfect opposite. Yeah, it's crazy. So I get up early, usually um, about five, some, somewhere between five and 5.30. Um, I kind of rub the sleep out of my eyes and put my gym clothes on. And then I have this this little tiny so my bedroom was a big bedroom my husband and I we had we had a decent sized bedroom and I said babe when we were building the house what if we make this bedroom small and I take a little section and wall it off so I have this little tiny room that's just my room and there's a window and it's my Love it's just that. my little room it's my space so I will usually start my day in prayer gratitude um I I I don't know what I would do without God in my life and just feeling that there's something bigger than me. Um, I pray, I read uplifting things, whether it's 
scripture or motivational things from people that inspire me, people that are living their best life, but spend some time doing that. So that's my meditation, my quiet time. I will then, if I have a busy day, I will write out my day to half hour increments so that I know I can have time to do work or be with my kids or what time I'm going to make dinner. I mean, when I'm busy, that's it's yeah, important to me. And then I love once that. I can see my day, I'm like, oh good, I don't need to stress about it. I can see right here, everything's going to get done. So then I go to the gym um, and I leave, this is, I'm exposing my ridiculous structure, but I leave the gym at 6.43 a.m. You do? <laughs> yes. But you go there before that and you yes. stay for how long? Yes, I'm usually at the gym for an hour. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So you really do wake up early. Yeah. Then you leave at 6.43. Yeah. So I get I leave, get into my car at 6.43 so I can be home by 6.50. And at 6.50 is where my kids come to the kitchen table. They eat breakfast. We read scriptures. We have a family prayer together. And then my daughter gets in her car. I drive my son to the bus stop. And then I usually am back home in my kitchen at 7.30. Um, I'm obsessed with sourdough. So I'll feed my fa- sourdough starter or start some dough. Or I often have dough from the night before. Ooh. Yeah. That's really... So you make your own? Uh-huh. Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. You're going to have to share this recipe with us. <laughs> I should have brought some with you. Oh, I would have loved yes. that. Next, I'll come out again. Yeah. I'll bring you a fresh loaf. Okay, yes. Yum. So, and it's one of those things too, like today's a chemo day for my husband and it's, there's very few things he can eat when he just doesn't feel good. Sourdough bread is one of the things that he, you know, it's a comfort thing and Absolutely. yeah, makes him feel good. So I made sure there was sourdough before I left this morning and, um, and then starts my work day. So I'll open the emails, then I'm packing my lunch, which, cause I'm taking it to the, usually at the gym for an hour. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So you really do wake up early. Yeah. Then you leave at 6.43. Yeah. So I get I leave, get in my car at 6.43 so I can be home by 6.50. And at 6.50 is where my kids come to the kitchen table. They eat breakfast. We read scriptures. We have a family prayer together. And then my daughter gets in her car. I drive my son to the bus stop. And then I usually am back home in my kitchen at 7.30. Um, I'm obsessed with sourdough. So I'll feed my fa- sourdough starter or start some dough. Or I often have dough from the night before. Ooh. Yeah. That's so you make your own? Uh-huh. Yep. What? Yeah. Okay, you're going to have to share this recipe <laughs> with us. I should have brought some with you. Oh, I would have loved yes. that. Next, I'll come out again. Yeah. I'll bring you a fresh loaf. Okay, yes. yum. So, and it's one of those things too, like today's a chemo day for my husband and it's there's very few things he can eat when he just doesn't feel good. Sourdough bread is one of the things that he... You know, it's a comfort thing, and absolutely, yeah, makes them feel good. So I made sure there was sourdough before I left this morning, and um, and then starts my work day. So I'll open the emails, then I'm packing my lunch, which because I'm taking it to the office will often be a sweet potato or a potato with avocado, black beans, spinach, and I'm into chimichurri sauce like crazy right now. Um, yep. Um, I also have water kefir on my counter. I like fermenting things because they're good for the gut. So then I'll, then I'll head to the office, look at emails. Right now, we are um, working on a children's chewable. Ooh, yes. So we've taken these spores, idea. which are dormant, and we're putting them in a children's chewable. So let me walk you through. Yesterday, I had the head microbiologist who's way smarter than I am. He flew into Utah yesterday and we were chatting about all these different things. He looks at the science and then explains it to me. I'm like, okay, if, if there's science that shows that these specific for example, bacteria, help with the carotenoids and help with your skin. Can you show studies that prove that? And he's like, yes, this, this, there's this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. And then I'm like, can we get that, that, that bacteria and turn it into a beauty biotic? And that's what we're working on. It's always based on the science. It's never based on, okay, how much can we sell this for? 
you know, how can we, I don't know, which is hard, like for us sometimes to get our message out there to go, these things really do work and they really are science-based. So right now we're working on this children's chewable. Well, we just finished it. We got it flavored. It's amazing. And the company that's doing it for me just let me know that it failed the test for how many billion CFU are in there. So what do you do? You're like, are you serious? Usually at the gym for an hour. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So you really do wake up early. Yeah. Then you leave at 6.43. Yeah. So I get I leave, get in my car at 6.43 so I can be home by 6.50. And at 6.50 is where my kids come to the kitchen table. They eat breakfast. We read scriptures. We have a family prayer together. And then my daughter gets in her car. I drive my son to the bus stop. And then I usually am back home in my kitchen at 7.30. Um, I'm obsessed with sourdough. So I'll feed my sourdough starter or start some dough. Or I often have dough from the night before. Ooh. Yeah. That's really... So you make your own? Uh Uh-huh. Yep. What? Yeah. Okay, you're going to have to share this (laughs) recipe with us. I should have brought some with you. Oh, I would have loved that. Next, I'll come out again. I'll bring you a fresh loaf. Okay, yum. So, and it's one of those things too, like today's a chemo day for my husband and it's, there's very few things he can eat when he just doesn't feel good. Sourdough bread is one of the things that he, you know, it's a comfort thing and yeah, makes him feel good. So I made sure there was sourdough before I left this morning and, um, and then starts my work day. So I'll open the emails, then I'm packing my lunch which, because I'm taking it to the office, will often be a sweet potato or a potato with avocado, black beans, spinach, and I'm into chimichurri sauce like crazy right now. Um, yep. Um, I also have water kefir on my counter. I like fermenting things because they're good for the gut. So then I'll, then I'll head to the office, look at emails. Right now, we are um, working on a children's chewable. Ooh, yes. So we've taken these spores, which are dormant, and we're putting them in a children's chewable. So let me walk you through. Yesterday, I had the head microbiologist who's way smarter than I am. He flew into Utah yesterday and we were chatting about all these different things. He looks at the science and then explains it to me. I'm like, okay, if, if there's science that shows that these specific, for example, bacteria help with the carotenoids and help with your skin, can you show studies that prove that? And he's like, yes, this, this, there's this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. And then I'm like, can we get that, that, that bacteria and turn it into a beauty biotic? And that's what we're working on. It's always based on the science. It's never based on, okay, how much can we sell this for? You know, how can we, I don't know, which is hard like for us sometimes to get our message out there to go, these things really do work and they really are science-based. So right now we're working on this children's chewable. Well, we just finished it. We got it flavored. It's amazing. And the company that's doing it for me just let me know that it failed the test for how many billion CFU are in there. So what do you do? You're like, are you serious? Usually at the gym for an hour. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So you really do wake up early. Yeah. Then you leave at 6.43. Yeah. So I get I leave, get in my car at 6.43 so I can be home by 6.50. And at 6.50 is where my kids come to the kitchen table. They eat breakfast. We read scriptures. We have a family prayer together. And then my daughter gets in her car. I drive my son to the bus stop. And then I usually am back home in my kitchen at 7.30. Um, I'm obsessed with sourdough. So I'll feed my sourdough starter or start some dough. Or I often have dough from the night before. Ooh. Yeah. That's so you make your own? Uh-huh. Yep. What? Yeah. Okay, you're going to have to share this <laughs> recipe with us. I should have brought some with you. Oh, I would have loved yes. that. Next, I'll come out again. Yeah. I'll bring you a fresh loaf. Okay, yes. yum. So, and it's one of those things too, like today's a chemo day for my husband and it's there's very few things he can eat when he, he just doesn't feel good. Sourdough bread is one of the things that he... You know, it's a comfort thing, and absolutely, yeah, makes him feel good. So I made sure there was sourdough before I left this morning, and um, and then starts my work day. So I'll open the emails, then I'm packing my lunch, which because I'm taking it to the office will often be 
a sweet potato or a potato with avocado, black beans, spinach, and I'm into chimichurri sauce like crazy right now. Um, yep. Um, I also have water kefir on my counter. I like fermenting things because they're good for the gut. So then I'll then I'll head to the office, look at emails. Right now we are um, working on a children's chewable. Ooh, yes. So we've taken these spores, which are dormant, and we're putting them in a children's chewable. So let me walk you through. Yesterday, I had the head microbiologist who's way smarter than I am. He flew into Utah yesterday, and we were chatting about all these different things. He looks at the science and then explains it to me. I'm like, okay, if, if there's science that shows that these specific, for example, bacteria help with the carotenoids and help with your skin, can you show studies that prove that? And he's like, yes, this, this, there's this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. And then I'm like, can we get that, that, that bacteria and turn it into a beauty biotic? And that's what we're working on. It's always based on the science. It's never based on, okay, how much can we sell this for? You know, how can we, I don't know, which is hard like for us sometimes to get our message out there to go, these things really do work and they really are science-based. So right now we're working on this children's chewable. Well, we just finished it. We got it flavored. It's amazing. And the company that's doing it for me just let me know that it failed the test for how many billion CFU are in there. So what do you do? You're like, are you serious? Usually at the gym for an hour. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So you really do wake up early. Yeah. Then you leave at 6.43. Yeah. So I get, I leave, get in my car at 6.43 so I can be home by 6.50. And at 6.50 is where my kids come to the kitchen table. They eat breakfast. We read scriptures. We have a family prayer together. And then my daughter gets in her car. I drive my son to the bus stop. And then I usually am back home in my kitchen at 7.30. Um, I'm obsessed with sourdough. So I'll feed my fa- sourdough starter or start some dough. Or I often have dough from the night before. Ooh. Yeah. That's really... So you make your own? Uh-huh. Yep. What? Yeah. Okay, you're going to have to share this recipe <laughs> oh, with us. I should have brought some with you. Oh, I would have loved yes. that. Next, I'll come out again. Yeah. I'll bring you a fresh loaf. Okay, yes. Yum. So, and it's one of those things too, like today's a chemo day for my husband and it's there's very few things he can eat when he just doesn't feel good. Sourdough bread is one of the things that he... You know, it's a comfort thing, and absolutely, yeah, makes them feel good. So I made sure there was sourdough before I left this morning, and um, and then starts my work day. So I'll open the emails, then I'm packing my lunch, which because I'm taking it to the office will often be a sweet potato or a potato with avocado, black beans, spinach, and I'm into chimichurri sauce like crazy right now. Um. Yep. Um, I also have water kefir on my counter. I like fermenting things because they're good for the gut. So then I'll, then I'll head to the office, look at emails. Right now we are um, working on a children's chewable. Ooh, yes. So we've taken these spores, idea. which are dormant, and we're putting them in a children's chewable. So let me walk you through. Yesterday, I had the head microbiologist who's way smarter than I am. He flew into Utah yesterday and we were chatting about all these different things. He looks at the science and then explains it to me. I'm like, okay, if, if there's science that shows that these specific for example, bacteria help with the carotenoids and help with your skin. Can you show studies that prove that? And he's like, yes, this, this, there's this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. And then I'm like, can we get that, that, that bacteria and turn it into a beauty biotic? And that's what we're working on. It's always based on the science. It's never based on, okay, how much can we sell this for? You know, how can we, I don't know, which is hard like for us sometimes to get our message out there to go, these things really do work and they really are science-based. So right now we're working on this children's chewable. Well, we just finished it. We got it flavored. It's amazing. And the company that's doing it for me just let me know that it failed the test for how many billion CFU are in there. So what do you do? You're like, are you serious? Usually at the gym for an hour. 
Okay. Yeah. Wow. So you really do wake up early. Yeah. Then you leave at 6.43. Yeah. So I get I leave, get in my car at 6.43 so I can be home by 6.50. And at 6.50 is where my kids come to the kitchen table. They eat breakfast. We read scriptures. We have a family prayer together. And then my daughter gets in her car. I drive my son to the bus stop. And then I usually am back home in my kitchen at 7.30. Um, I'm obsessed with sourdough. So I'll feed my fa- sourdough starter or start some dough. Or I often have dough from the night before. Ooh. Yeah. That's so you make your own? Uh-huh. Yep. What? Yeah. Okay, you're going to have to share this recipe <laughs> oh, with us. I should have brought some with you. Oh, I would have loved yes. that. Next, I'll come out again. Yeah. I'll bring you a fresh loaf. Okay, yes. yum. So, and it's one of those things too, like today's a chemo day for my husband and it's there's very few things he can eat when he just doesn't feel good. Sourdough bread is one of the things that he... You know, it's a comfort thing, and absolutely, yeah, makes them feel good. So I made sure there was sourdough before I left this morning, and um, and then starts my work day. So I'll open the emails, then I'm packing my lunch, which because I'm taking it to the office will often be a sweet potato or a potato with avocado, black beans, spinach, and I'm into chimichurri sauce like crazy right now. Um, yep. Um, I also have water kefir on my counter. I like fermenting things because they're good for the gut. So then I'll then I'll head to the office, look at emails. Right now we are um, working on a children's chewable. Ooh, yes. That's such so we've a taken these spores, idea. which are dormant, and we're putting them in a children's chewable. So let me walk you through. Yesterday I had the head microbiologist who's way smarter than I am. He flew into Utah yesterday and we were chatting about all these different things. He looks at the science and then explains it to me. I'm like, okay, if if there's science that shows that these specific for example, bacteria, help with the carotenoids and help with your skin. Can you show studies that prove that? And he's like, yes, this, this, there's this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. And then I'm like, can we get that, that, that bacteria and turn it into a beauty biotic? And that's what we're working on. It's always based on the science. It's never based on, okay, how much can we sell this for? You know, how can we, I don't know, which is hard like for us sometimes to get our message out there to go, these things really do work and they really are science-based. So right now we're working on this children's chewable. Well, we just finished it. We got it flavored. It's amazing. And the company that's doing it for me just let me know that it failed the test for how many billion CFU are in there. So what do you do? You're like, are you serious? Usually at the gym for an hour. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So you really do wake up early. Yeah. Then you leave at 6.43. Yeah. So I get I leave, get in my car at 6.43 so I can be home by 6.50. And at 6.50 is where my kids come to the kitchen table. They eat breakfast. We read scriptures. We have a family prayer together. And then my daughter gets in her car. I drive my son to the bus stop. And then I usually am back home in my kitchen at 7.30. Um, I'm obsessed with sourdough. So I'll feed my fa- sourdough starter or start some dough. Or I often have dough from the night before. Mm-hmm. Usually at the gym for an hour. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So you really do wake up early. Yeah. Then you leave at 6.43. Yeah. So I get I leave, get in my car at 6.43 so I can be home by 6.50. And at 6.50 is where my kids come to the kitchen table. They eat breakfast. We read scriptures. We have a family prayer together. And then my daughter gets in her car. I drive my son to the bus stop. And then I usually am back home in my kitchen at 7.30. Um, I'm obsessed with sourdough. So I'll feed my fa- sourdough starter or start some dough. Or I often have dough from the night before. Ooh. Yeah. That's really... So you make your own? Uh-huh. Yep. What? Yeah. Okay, you're going to have to share this recipe <laughs> oh, with us. I should have brought some with you. Oh, I would have loved yes. that. Next, I'll come out again. Yeah. I'll bring you a fresh loaf. Okay, yes. yum. So, and it's one of those things too, like today's a chemo day for my husband and it's there's very few things he can eat when he just doesn't feel good. Sourdough bread is one of the things that he, 
you know, it's a comfort thing and Absolutely. yeah, makes them feel good. So I made sure there was sourdough before I left this morning and, um, and then starts my work day. So I'll open the emails, then I'm packing my lunch, which, cause I'm taking it to the office will often be a sweet potato or a potato with avocado, black beans, spinach, and I'm into chimichurri sauce like crazy right now. Um, yep. Um, I also have water kefir on my counter. I like fermenting things because they're good for the gut. So then I'll, then I'll head to the office, look at emails. Right now, we are um, working on a children's chewable. Ooh, yes. So we've a, taken these spores, idea. which are dormant, and we're putting them in a children's chewable. So let me walk you through. Yesterday, I had the head microbiologist who's way smarter than I am. He flew into Utah yesterday, and we were chatting about all these different things. He looks at the science and then explains it to me. I'm like, okay, if, if there's science that shows that these specific for example, bacteria, help with the carotenoids and help with your skin. Can you show studies that prove that? And he's like, yes, this, this, there's this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. And then I'm like, can we get that, that, that bacteria and turn it into a beauty biotic? And that's what we're working on. It's always based on the science. It's never based on, okay, how much can we sell this for? You know, how can we, I don't know, which is hard like for us sometimes to get our message out there to go, these things really do work and they really are science-based. So right now we're working on this children's chewable. Well, we just finished it. We got it flavored. It's amazing. And the company that's doing it for me just let me know that it failed the test for how many billion CFU are in there. So what do you do? You're like, are you serious? Usually at the gym for an hour. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So you really do wake up early. Yeah. Then you leave at 6.43. Yeah. So I get I leave, get in my car at 6.43 so I can be home by 6.50. And at 6.50 is where my kids come to the kitchen table. They eat breakfast. We read scriptures. We have a family prayer together. And then my daughter gets in her car. I drive my son to the bus stop. And then I usually am back home in my kitchen at 7.30. Um, I'm obsessed with sourdough. So I'll feed my fa- sourdough starter or start some dough. Or I often have dough from the night before. Ooh. Yeah. That's really... So you make your own? Uh-huh. Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. You're going to have to share this recipe with us. <laughs> I should have brought some with you. Oh, I would have loved yes. that. Next, I'll come out again. Yeah. I'll bring you a fresh loaf. Okay, yes. Yum. So, and it's one of those things too, like today's a chemo day for my husband and it's there's very few things he can eat when he just doesn't feel good. Sourdough bread is one of the things that he, you know, it's a comfort. Usually at the gym for an hour. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So you really do wake up early. Yeah. Then you leave at 6.43. Yeah. So I get, I leave, get in my car at 6.43 so I can be home by 6.50. And at 6.50 is where my kids come to the kitchen table. They eat breakfast. We read scriptures. We have a family prayer together. And then my daughter gets in her car. I drive my son to the bus stop. And then I usually am back home in my kitchen at 7.30. Um, I'm obsessed with sourdough. So I'll feed my fa- sourdough starter or start some dough. Or I often have dough from the night before. Ooh. Yeah. That's really... So you make your own? Uh Uh-huh. Yep. What? Yeah. Okay, you're going to have to share this recipe (laughs) with us. I should have brought some with you. Oh, I would have loved that. Next, I'll come out again. I'll bring you a fresh loaf. Yes. So, and it's one of those things too, like today's a chemo day for my husband and it's, there's very few things he can eat when he just doesn't feel good. Sourdough bread is one of the things that he, you know, it's a comfort thing and yeah, makes him feel good. So I made sure there was sourdough before I left this morning and, um, and then starts my work day. So I'll open the emails, then I'm packing my lunch which, because I'm taking it to the office, will often be a sweet potato or a potato with avocado, black beans, spinach, and I'm into chimichurri sauce like crazy right now. Um, yep. Um, I also have water kefir on my counter. I like fermenting things because they're good for the gut. So then I'll, then I'll head to the office, look at emails. Right now, we are um, working on a children's chewable. 
Ooh, yes. So we've taken these spores, which are dormant, and we're putting them in a children's chewable. So let me walk you through. Yesterday, I had the head microbiologist who's way smarter than I am. He flew into Utah yesterday, and we were chatting about all these different things. He looks at the science and then explains it to me. I'm like, okay, if, if there's science that shows that these specific, for example, bacteria help with the carotenoids and help with your skin, can you show studies that prove that? And he's like, yes, this, this, there's this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. And then I'm like, can we get that, that, that bacteria and turn it into a bacteria at the gym for an hour? Okay. Yeah. Wow. So you really do wake up early. Yeah. Then you leave at 6.43. Yeah. So I get, I leave, get in my car at 6.43 so I can be home by 6.50. And at 6.50 is where my kids come to the kitchen table. They eat breakfast. We read scriptures. We have a family prayer together. And then my daughter gets in her car. I drive my son to the bus stop. And then I usually am back home in my kitchen at 7.30. Um, I'm obsessed with sourdough. So I'll feed my sourdough starter or start some dough. Or I often have dough from the night before. Ooh. Yeah. That's Rizmo. So you make your own? Uh-huh. Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. You're going to have to share this <laughs> recipe with I us. I should have brought some with you. Oh, I would have loved yes. that. Like, next, I'll come out again. Yeah. I'll bring you a fresh loaf. Okay, yes. Yum. So, and it's one of those things too, like today's a chemo day for my husband and it's, there's very few things he can eat when he just doesn't feel good. Sourdough bread is one of the things that he, you know, it's a comfort thing and Absolutely. yeah, makes him feel good. So I made sure there was sourdough before I left this morning and, um, and then starts my work day. So I'll open the emails, then I'm packing my lunch, which, cause I'm taking it to the office will often be a sweet potato or a potato with avocado, black beans, spinach, and I'm into chimichurri sauce like crazy right now. Um, yep. Um, I also have water kefir on my counter. I like fermenting things because they're good for the gut. So then I'll then I'll head to the office, look at emails. Right now we are um, working on a children's chewable. Ooh, yes. So we've taken these spores, which are dormant, and we're putting them in a children's chewable. So let me walk you through. Yesterday, I had the head microbiologist who's way smarter than I am. He flew into Utah yesterday, and we were chatting about all these different, usually at the gym for an hour. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So you really do wake up early. Yeah. Then you leave at 6.43. Yeah. So I get I leave, get in my car at 6.43 so I can be home by 6.50. And at 6.50 is where my kids come to the kitchen table. They eat breakfast. We read scriptures. We have a family prayer together. And then my daughter gets in her car. I drive my son to the bus stop. And then I usually am back home in my kitchen at 7.30. Um, I'm obsessed with sourdough. So I'll feed my sourdough starter or start some dough. Or I often have dough from the night before. Ooh. Yeah. That's really... So you make your own? Uh-huh. Yep. What? Yeah. Okay, you're going to have to share this recipe with us. <laughs> I should have brought some with you. Oh, I would have loved yes. that. Next, I'll come out again. Yeah. I'll bring you a fresh loaf. Okay, yes. yum. So, and it's one of those things too, like today's a chemo day for my husband and it's there's very few things he can eat when he just doesn't feel good. Sourdough bread is one of the things that he... You know, it's a comfort thing, and absolutely, yeah, makes them feel good. So I made sure there was sourdough before I left this morning, and um, and then starts my work day. So I'll open the emails, then I'm packing my lunch, which because I'm taking it to the office will often be a sweet potato or a potato with avocado, black beans, spinach, and I'm into chimichurri sauce like crazy right now. Um, yep. Um, I also have water kefir on my counter. I like fermenting things because they're good for the gut. So then I'll, then I'll head to the office, look at emails. Right now we are um, working on a children's chewable. Ooh, yes. So we've taken these spores, idea. which are dormant, and we're putting them in a children's chewable. So let me walk you through. Yesterday, I had the head microbiologist who's way smarter than I am. He flew into Utah yesterday, and we were chatting about all these different things. He looks at the science and then explains it to me. I'm like, okay, if, if there's science that shows that these specific for example, bacteria 
help with the carotenoids and help with your skin. Can you show studies that prove that? And he's like, yes, this, this, there's this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. And then I'm like, can we get that, that, that bacteria and turn it into a beauty biotic? And that's what we're working on. It's always based on the science. It's never based on, okay, how much can we sell this for? You know, how can we, I don't know, which is hard, like for us sometimes to get our message out there to go, these things really do work and they really are science-based. So right now we're working on this children's chewable. Well, we just finished it. We got it flavored. It's amazing. And the company that's doing it for me just let me know that it failed the test for how many billion CFU are in there. So what do you do? You're like, are you serious? Usually at the gym for an hour. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So you really do wake up early. Yeah. Then you leave at 6.43. Yeah. So I get get in my car at 6.43 so I can be home by 6.50. And at 6.50 is where my kids come to the kitchen table. They eat breakfast. Usually at the gym for an hour. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So you really do wake up early. Yeah. Then you leave at 6.43. Yeah. So I get I leave, get in my car at 6.43 so I can be home by 6.50. And at 6.50 is where my kids come to the kitchen table. They eat breakfast. We read scriptures. We have a family prayer together. And then my daughter gets in her car. I drive my son to the bus stop. And then I usually am back home in my kitchen at 7.30. Um, I'm obsessed with sourdough. So I'll feed my fa- sourdough starter or start some dough 